Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. A bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition. I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In this lesson, we're looking at what the Bible teaches about sex within the family. Sex is such a powerful force in human life, so the Bible has a lot to say about it. Because this topic is so charged with static electricity, I've divided it into four podcasts. The first, Lesson 42, was about sex and marriage. This podcast is about sex within the family. Then there's a third podcast about single gender sex and sex with non-humans. And then the last lesson is about rape. God created sex, so talk that attempts to link the Bible to puritanical ideas about sex is foolish. A loving God who loves men and women created sex, yet has been maligned by those with unbiblical views of this subject. In this podcast, we shall see some of what the Bible teaches about sex within the family. In part two, sex within the family, the extended family, or sex outside of marriage, as we stated in Lesson 42 in Sex and Marriage, God has not placed rules around sexual activity within marriage. He has placed rules about sex within the family and the extended family. The reason for these rules is clearly stated. The pagan religions that the Hebrew nation was going to replace in the land of Canaan were all consumed with the activities described in the verses provided in this lesson. Because of the agreement between God and the ancient Hebrews, God's rules for the lifestyle of the Hebrews made their practices different from the practices of every other nation in the world. In Exodus 19, verses 5 through 8, we see this. God is speaking to Moses about his people, the ancient Hebrews, and he says, quote, Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Comment. What does Israel's relationship to God have to do with sex? The commandments given to Israel about sex were not given to any other nation. The commandments were to bring the behavior of the human fa Hebrew family into accord with God's nature. God was offended by what other nations did regarding sex in the family. Their depravity, often enjoined by their pagan religions, offended his holy nature. So obeying his commands aligned Hebrew behavior with God and made their way of life different from the nations that followed other gods. In Leviticus 18, verses 1 through 20, we have a very long chapter, and I can only reproduce extracts to demonstrate that what the Bible teaches about sex and families. You can read the entire context in any Bible in any translation to confirm that I'm fairly reproducing what the Bible actually says. So here we go. Quote, I am the Lord your God. You, you Hebrews, must not do as they do in Egypt or in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws, for the man who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. This is verse 6 in the NIV. Continuing, 
Quote, no one is to approach any close relatives to have sexual relations. Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or your mother's daughter. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister because she is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister. Do not dishonor your father's brother by approaching his wife to have sexual relations. She is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. Do not have sexual relations with your wife's sister while your wife is living, and so on. These are verses 7 through 19 in the NIV. It should be apparent to all listeners that while sex within marriage has no restrictions and no rules except that both parties agree to what's to be done, here sex between others in the extended family uh, members is prohibited. Human beings like sex and seem to want to have it with anyone they see. Because family members generally are more available to a person than anyone else, sex within the family happens. In the nations living in the land where the ancient Hebrews were sent, this kind of sex was happening a lot. As a nation, the Hebrews agreed to follow all laws given to them by the God of the Bible. As a people with this special relationship to God, they were enjoined not to behave or live as the people did in other nations. Since the promulgation of Christianity in Europe and the world, the morality of the ancient Hebrews has often replaced, at least on the surface, the previous local pagan culture. The morality required by God's laws given to the ancient Hebrews include the sexual prohibitions, but has often been re-expressed by Christians because it describes sexual behavior in terms of what pleases or offends God. In some cultures, the unquestioned attitude is that sexual relations between family members is wrong, but no one knows why. Often people disconnected from the Bible text are not aware that a cultural frown about sex between family members even originates from the Bible and the ancient Hebrews. Critics of the Bible raise many false assertions about what the Bible teaches about many topics. Modern science and genetic research find that when sex for fun between close family members leads to pregnancy, the children conceived in this way can be genetically damaged. And when they survive childhood and produce children of their own, this leads over time to a troubled family genetic inheritance. Like the ancient Hebrews' food laws, these sexual laws function to protect families from these genetic difficulties. But in the Bible, obeying God is not enjoined on his people because of the unhealthy consequences of ignoring his laws. In the Bible, people obey God because he told them to. That's all the authority required. No proof is needed. The Bible tells us generally that God's laws are protective and good for us to follow for our own benefit, because he loves us. Rationales to support what God has said to do are unnecessary. This is key. Do we obey God out of fear coupled to blind obedience, or do we obey him because we trust his love? Because we know he is concerned for our physical, emotional, and spiritual welfare. Do we distrust God's motives, thinking maybe it's not love that prompts his direction about our behavior? Even in modern times, when we often have reason to distrust 
human authority. We should recognize, as Jesus said in Matthew 11, 29 and 30, quote, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. And follow the Bible Bard on all the standard platforms, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, among others. Bye for now.